Welcome back to Happy Masters. I'm Jeff. I'm Sheldon. And we have a very exciting topic for you today. We love talking about this one. We call it Upper and Lower Limits, which is actually a phrase that we took from Greg McEwen, who wrote about this in his book, Effortless. But we love this topic and we love this tool for habit building. I would say it's one of the most undervalued tools for habit mastery that exists. Yeah. And we're going to dive into it deep today. So we hope you guys are ready. And we're very excited. So first off, we also call it something else that we really love. It's called the law of momentum. Keep and the big mo going. Yes. How do we do it, Sheldon? Why do we call it the law of momentum? Because the consistency of taking action is more important than the quantity. Let me say that one more time. The consistency of taking action is more important than the quantity. So the consistency of your habit keeping it going is more important than the habit itself, really. So the habit of keeping the habit going is more important than the habit yourself. That sounds crazy, I know, but that's what an upper and lower limit does. It keeps momentum going. It makes it part of your identity because then you can say, even if it's only a little bit, I've done it today, right? And Mm -hmm. upper limits are also very important because without it, it's never enough and you never feel like you're doing enough, right? It's just chasing a horizon, an ideal Oh, I love this one, Jeff. This one's so good. Yes. So if you really want to be able to make your habits stick, upper and lower limits is a huge piece to that because it's going to avoid burnout, but also help you get back on track if you ever get off track, which you will for sure, right? Everybody who's ever tried to build any kind of new practice into their life knows they weren't able to do it perfectly. (laughs) You You just can't. You'll inevitably have a break in the chain somewhere. And so upper and lower limits not only helps you stay consistent, but when you aren't consistent, it helps you get right back on track. So we have a story we want to share with you first that really kind of lays out this principle. And and Greg McCune does share it in his book. So we're going to reshare it here because it's awesome. Yes, in our own words. <laughs> okay, so there was a certain period when the competition to reach the South Pole was like, uh, all these things had happened, but reaching the South Pole had never been done. Huge competition. And there's two groups we're going to talk about, Amundsen, the Norwegians versus Scott from England, right? And they both set out within, I think, a couple of weeks of each other. And this race to get to the, the South Pole. And I'll just give it away right now. One of, the, one of the groups reached it with what they called relative ease and the other group perished. And we know about their journey from the journals that were discovered later from, you know, this failed expedition. So mm-hmm. there's obviously planning all these things, but it's mostly attributed to this one factor. Amundsen's group, they had a limit. No matter how good the weather was or how poor it was, they would go 15 miles a day no matter what, you call it the 15 mile march, right? And Scott, what would happen with his group when the weather was great, he would push his team to exhaustion, like 40 miles in a day. And when the weather was terrible, they would just hunker down miserable in their tents, trying to just like wait it out, right? And literally almost at the exact same time, one group got there again, what he called relative ease, right? There and back. And another group, literally perished along the way. There's there's a part of the story when they're within 45, I think 40 miles of reaching their destination. And they know that this other group and other groups are are going, like it is a race, like literally a race to be the Mm -hmm. first ever, right? And weather's perfect. Honestly, if they did this this push, they could get there in a day. And Amundsen says, no, 15 miles, stop. And they take three days to get there, Mm -hmm. right? 
doesn't doesn't matter. It's like this is what we were gonna do. They, they aren't gonna exceed 15 miles. That was their upper limit. And when we hit it, we're done. We've accomplished it. Check mark, celebrate, we've done it, right? Exactly. And like like Sheldon was saying, the British group, they got there, but then they all died on the return trip, right? And yeah. the Norwegian group, they got there and back the first group ever, not only to reach it, but then to survive. Most groups who tried to attempt this task died along the way. There was very few that even came back alive at all. <laughs> and here we go. This group makes it to there and back, and they write in there that it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, relatively easy, right? I mean, obviously, they had, to, yeah. they had to face the storms. They had all the cold. All those things were there. But they weren't overtaxing themselves. So therein lies the beauty of upper and lower limits is setting for yourself a standard. Now that you have a goal in mind, if you've been listening with us the last couple of months, you've got your goal in mind. You have your one priority action. You have an action trigger to help you know when you're going to do that action. And now we want you to do this is set an upper and lower limit on your new habit. So whatever form, habit you're trying to form to get towards your bigger goal it's time to set an upper lower limit. I actually have a story from Jerry Seinfeld. His daughter wanted to be a writer. And she's like, I love writing, Dad. I'm, I want to write like four hours a day. And he's like, no, you're <laughs> only going to write a max of one hour a day. And she's like, no, Dad, I want to write, write a ton. I want to write every day for four hours, three hours, anytime I can. And he's like, I know you're excited. And this, it's great to be like passionate. But I'm telling you right now, as a longtime comedian and obviously very successful in his career, if you go three hours a day, you'll burn out and then you won't want to write anymore. It's way more important to be consistent than it is to uh, write a lot in one day. He's like, you're better off just to write for an hour at max. And so he knows this principle just as well. But that was his principle of like, more important is the consistency of the habit than the quantity of the habit. You're not going to write a whole book in one day as much as your perfectionist side wants you to, right? It's like, you're not, this isn't going to happen today. So you have to break it out into smaller pieces. And there's a story from Effortless as well uh, that Greg McEwen shares. And I'm actually going to read it in his words. And he, write, he writes, Dear Essentialists, when I was an aspiring author, I had a musician friend who was also writing a book. While we started at similar times, we took two different paths. Although I was passionate and motivated, my writing was inconsistent. On the other hand, my friend combined her passion and motivation with what seemed like an unconventional approach. To keep the workload manageable, she set a limit on how much she would write every week. She kept to this rule even when she finished early in the week and still had the energy to write more. And I think therein lies some of the secret. I'm going to keep going though, sorry. Is I was stunned when I learned she had finished her book in just nine months. Meanwhile, I was still working on mine intermittently. So she finished her book in nine months with an approach that seemed like she would get a lot less done right? Maybe he wrote quadruple what she wrote at given times, but she was consistent and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And what's holding us back in so many of our goals is this thing, this perfectionist mentality. And then when we get excited and passionate that we just go on and on and on well beyond what we should, because the next day we're no longer passionate. We feel burned out. <laughs> so this rule or this tool is meant to help you do two things. Like we said before, avoid, first of all, inconsistency and avoid burnout. Yeah. I don't know if we ever actually explained exactly what the upper and lower limit is. So you have your goal, you have your, your one party action, the thing you're going to do, but you need a bare minimum, you know, like the lower limit that and it needs to actually be low people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give an right? example. Give an example. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one from Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg. So, and he, well, he goes into very good 
good stuff about tying it, you know, anchoring in with something you do every day, regardless, right? So it's like whenever you brush your teeth, then do this, right? So a lower limit would be like, I want to work out every single day, right? Well, a lower limit would be like one push up. <laughs> it's like, who, okay, if my goal is to exercise, doesn't matter what happens in a day, I have time for one push up, right? And yeah. more often than not, that leads to five, 10, you know, however many pushups. I mean, how many of us get down and do one pushup when, you know, our goal is to do a lot of pushups, right? <laughs> but the consistency of doing the habit is more important than the quantity, right? And the upper limit, I literally think of this example where I was, me and my wife were trying to get back into it a long time ago. And, you know, it was just, we're, we have six kids, guys. <laughs> Newborns, you know what I mean? It's just like, doesn't matter. Balancing life with six yeah. kids is an absolute <laughs> challenge. But uh, we realize now, you know what I mean? The reason we're, we're good at it now is because we're not so strict that it has to be, we have this reg, this program we follow and it's about a 30 to 40 minute each, each one. But when we don't have time for that, we'll do like a 12 minute Tabata. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we way more consistent now. And, but what I used to do is like, oh, freak, it's been five days, right? So I picked this hour long grueling workout and then we're both just like sore and tired. Do you know what I mean? And demotivates you. You don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I want to get up and be all sore and tired after I, you know. So that's what the upper limit is for because all of us, I think instinctively, it's like we get excited. We, we want to push forward, but without the upper limit, it's never enough. It's just a horizon because we have this, this end goal we want to get mm-hmm. to, but we're not there yet. So in our mind, it's like until we, until that book is published, it's not enough, yeah. right? Ben Hardy would call that living in the gap where yes. you're always feeling discouraged because you're not further along, but yeah. then you you fail to look back and say, look how far I've come, right? And the point of... The upper limit and the lower limit is so that you can always measure and say, that's a win. Today was a win. I'm making progress towards my bigger goal. It doesn't, I don't have to reach my million. I don't have to reach my finished book on my marathon today. The the point of today is to keep me moving in the direction of those things. Yeah. And if you're doing that day after day after day after day, the compound effect happens. And without a doubt, sooner than later, Maybe it's nine months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's 10 years. I don't know what it looks like for you and what your goal is, but based on your goal, that time frame can change based on that. But it, you got to look at it and say, where am I at right now? And what's possible for me in this moment? How can I start making change happen no matter how small in this instant? Like you can make change happen by simply changing what you do and changing what you do can be as small as actually to give an example. We have an accountability group that we're joined because Sheldon and I are participating in a contest right now. We've won two of these contests already, and we're, in, we're desperate to win a third. <laughs> okay, We won't tell you all about it, but we're in the middle of a contest, and a part of that is joining this accountability group and just meeting all these great people that are striving for these big goals in their lives. And one of the ladies in our group, she was talking about this and saying, oh, I just have so much to do, and I feel like I'm overwhelmed, which is a lot of us, and so we can all kind of get on board with that. And another woman said something around the lines of a lower limit. She's like, well, what if your exercise goal instead was just, I just touched the treadmill. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that sounds ludicrous to be like, how can I count that as a win? Well, are you kidding me? With all the stuff in your life, how can you not count that as a win? 
You, you thought about it. You put mental energy there and you went and you touched that treadmill, right? Yeah. Whether it's one push-up or touching the treadmill or w- 10 pull-ups is whatever that looks like. Or like Sheldon was saying, it's 12 minutes Tabata, right? It's like, so those things all count as a win. And when you start counting them as a win, it builds this confidence in yourself to think, wow, I made a lot of progress and it didn't seem that hard. Like what better phrase is there at the end of the week to say, oh, I did a lot more than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even hard, right? Like we made it to the South Pole and back alive and it was relatively easy. <laughs> if, if you have some goal, something you're trying to accomplish, and let's be honest, you're not doing it regularly, like you've set the standard too high, right? Yep. And you need to have a lower limit that's more approachable, more doable on a daily basis. I mean, it's it's hard to fathom almost because you go like one push-up, what's that going to do, right? But the consistency has a more profound mental effect on your psyche, your momentum, your, your spirit. Just, you know what I mean? I have a quote here. A small daily task, if it be really daily, will beat the labors of a spasmatic Hercules. Yes, right? I love that. So it reminds me of a John Acuff philosophy that he's put into some of his books, which is secret rules, right? We all have these secret rules of what's acceptable. Well, actually write down what's acceptable. Okay, if you really want to be that rigid about it and say, hey, I'm only going to count this as a win if I do X. Well, give yourself a really low <laughs> level, right? Because like Sheldon's saying, if you're not doing it consistently, you've set the bar too high for yourself on a daily basis. And and we all know the John Maxwell quote, you know, it's like, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'd add to that, the fastest way to change your life is to change something you do daily. And it honestly almost doesn't matter how big or small that thing is, as long as it's connected to your dream vision of where you're going. And sometimes that can change. You know, it's like, we don't always know the end results. Like I was telling Sheldon a few minutes ago, a story about my life when I made a decision to leave the university rather than finish and graduate. Some people are like, oh, Jeff, who are you? Right. Like, (laughs) that's fine. Right. Judge me all you want. I'm okay with it. And it was the right decision for me. And, and, but it's, it changed along the way. I had this vision of my head of like, we were going to start this business. It was going to be wildly successful and yada, yada, yada. That business failed. Right. But it led to something else that's led to something else. And I had success in many other areas that I didn't even know existed before I started down that path. So starting down the path is invaluable, even though you may not know where it takes you in the end. It's moving in that direction. That's what matters. Mm -hmm. So it's dawning on me. So one of my my goals I'm working at right now, the top three priorities for this challenge Jeff and I are doing is I want to get better at my writing, the way I write, sharing things, because I want to be a writer. Me and Jeff want to publish books, right? And I have not done the writing that I've wanted to do in the past week, week plus, actually. And as I'm talking about this right now, it's dawned on me that I've had too high of a, a limit, and my lower limit needs to be much lower. And I, I just, as we were talking, One I wrote sentence. it down. Five <laughs> minutes, you know what I mean? It's like, like five minutes, I could do five minutes every single day, right? Yeah. And five minutes every single day, I'd be much further along than I am now because it's been like this mental effort. It's like I need to put aside an hour and a half to just work work on it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> it's so true. Uh, 
So that leads us perfectly into how you can start implementing this, guys. Now, we all like to think that there's this perfect method for implementing anything like this. All the books say, I have to do it this way and this way and this way. We believe in the modified version, right? Make make it match your life, your current capabilities, and your schedules. But there are a couple of ways you can try and do this that I think have been really helpful for me. One is you can set a quantity like he's talking about. Maybe it's a time limit. Or you can also add to the lower limit. Okay, maybe it's five minutes or maybe it's one sentence. Right? It's like, great. Mm-hmm. It's either five minutes or one sentence as my lower limit. And then on, as an upper limit, okay, maybe it's three pages or an hour and a half. Right? Whichever comes first. And I think you can adapt this however you want to as long as you're the one setting the rule. Just know this isn't someone else putting this rule on you. You've got to say, okay, what's capable for me? And I'm going to count it as a win as long as I do this. And then when you miss a day, <laughs> yes, the best thing you can do is use your lower limit. Yes. Don't try and start with your upper limit immediately. Be like, oh, I've missed a few days, so now I have to make up time. Like that never works. I, I have a sister-in-law lately who's been talking about you know not getting a lot of sleep with babies. And Sheldon and I know a lot about that too. So there's no such thing as, oh, I'm going to sleep extra today and, and catch up on my sleep. That just doesn't. It's not real. Right? Like, like, it's better to get back into a routine of, hey, if I can sleep seven, eight hours, that's ideal. Right? It's like, if I can get seven, eight hours. But when we try to, and we're just frustrated that we can't catch up on sleep, I, that's it's kind of like trying to catch up on this goal that you've been missing for several days. It's like, oh, I didn't do it for these days, so I should do three hours today. Yeah. Well, no, you, you can't brush your teeth for 10 minutes at the end of the week and call it good. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's what we think we have to do for some reason when it comes to our goals. Having a lower limit is the quickest and easiest way to re-engage with your habit, your your yeah. goal, and get momentum back on your side again. Yes. It yes. really is. So I love this example. Me and Jeff love the metaphor of the garden, right? Let's pretend you are trying to both feed water and give sunshine a month's worth into one day. obviously it's not going to work you're going to kill it but that's you know that's what life is really like this new identity that we're growing this new habit this new goal that we're becoming right it grows and flourishes a little bit day by day you can't force a, a plant you know even if you give it extra water extra fertilizer put a light lamp on it you're not gonna it's not gonna fruit in a day yeah Exactly. That's a perfect example, right? You can't force a plant to give you fruit before it's time. It doesn't work or the fruit tastes really bad. But I I love this for many, many reasons. So avoid the burnout, keep consistency, get back on track. And and I think of almost all of this is just build confidence in your progress. It's live in the gain every day by realizing I did this and it's moving me in this direction. Like, mm-hmm. I'm getting closer to my goal every day. And don't say, oh, I'm not at that horizon line, so I'm I'm not there yet. It's like, no, live in the now, live in the gain, and feel that confidence. Yep. Yes. This, this can apply to any goal that you have. Money, your financial goals, right? $5 saved this week. <laughs> Compounded over the years. Is real money. Do you know what I mean? Like start with something. It doesn't matter what your goal is. You can find a lower limit that's actually doable on a consistent daily basis. Yeah. Like that would be crazy if it's just like a dollar a day. It sounds so much less than, oh, you know, if you're trying to save money, 
into your savings account. It's just like, I'm just going to start funneling a dollar a day. Some of these things you can do automated on your system. You won't even know the money's gone. Even if you have a budget that's pretty tight. I mean, most of us don't even think about a dollar when we spend it, right? And it's like, oh, it was just a dollar. And so if you think that on a regular basis, oh, you bought a treat for your kid or you, you know, you rented a movie at Redbox, whatever the thing is, Redbox, that's getting kind of outdated, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> I think people still do, right? Redbox is a thing still. Um, I think so, yeah. <laughs> whatever the kids are using these days, <laughs> Spotify or anyway, I don't know what they're renting on, Prime Video, something it's called Netflix, Jeff. Yeah, Netflix. That's it. So, anyways, guys, I think we've we've beat this dead horse, right? It's it's <laughs> just do it, just do upper it. and lower limits. It, and if you don't know how to implement it, guess what? We have a course that talks you through this as well. With it's built in accountability. It's on our website. And honestly, if you email us, we'll just send it to you for free because we want you to do this so badly. <laughs> yes, that we will send you free access for you and a buddy to do the course. It's a week long course. Very immersive as far as what you're trying to do rather than like talking heads the whole time. So it's not time intensive either because we built it for people like us, busy dads, busy people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's getting better. So I'm totally plugging ourselves here. Like we've been getting feedback from lots of people who have been taking it, tweaking things, shortened some up. We shortened up the first day. We've done a lot of stuff actually. Like it's getting, I think it was good to begin with because the principles are sound. But the execution yes. is actually getting better, if I'm if I'm honest. So please, we want more feedback, and we'll give it to you. Yeah, and you'll have it for a lifetime. Any edits we make going forward, which Sheldon told you, we've already made a lot of edits and improvements, and we've shortened a lot of the videos and made it just more like, here's the stuff, here's the action steps, make it happen, right? comes with a habit tracker that helps you track your goals, and it gives you that area where you can say, okay, here's my upper and lower limit. Here's my goal. Here's the action I'm going to take daily. It's really cool. And it helps you just put all this into one piece of paper that moves you forward in the direction of your dreams. So start living your best life, guys. It's time. Yeah, Upper and lower limits. Go do it. In fact, we talked about this one time. I know we're quitting, Jeff. We're almost done here. Go. A friend of mine, who a neighbor who listens to this, he pulled me aside once because we talked about this. I think it's episode 50 with this concept a little bit. And he's like, that really stuck with me. And for his running, he created upper and lower limit, right? And he's like... I'm way more consistent now than I've ever been. That made my day <laughs> that he implemented it and was like making progress and, and becoming and, and doing what he wanted to do. It was awesome. You know, guys, we're just the messenger. These ideas <laughs> are better and bigger than us. <laughs> we are the vehicle to bring these to you. And we know that they work because they've changed our lives and we're seeing them change other people's lives. And we know it could do the same for you. So yep. try this out. And uh, we'll put a link to Effortless as well if you want to read that book because he talks about this as well, Greg McEwen. Thank you for listening. Again, we're trying to get more reviews on Apple and we've been getting more. So thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Yes. Appreciate it. Of course, positive, great. But, you know, if there's something you think we could do better, someone you want us to bring on the show, we really want to hear that. So thank you all and go set an upper and lower limit. Just do it. Two minutes. It'll take you two minutes to identify what your upper and lower limit is. Thanks, guys. Thanks.